Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen here at the P40 Ministries podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast, the daily podcast that brings you the Bible in order to help you understand the relatability of the Bible in the modern day. And, you know, thanks for joining me to share a cup of coffee with me this morning as we discuss Leviticus chapter 10, verses 8 through 20. And I think I'm going to go ahead and read this today. As I always do, I'm going to read out of the WEB version of the Bible. Like I always say, please feel free to read out of the version you are comfortable reading out of. In my opinion, as long as it's God's word, there is no right or wrong translation of the Bible. I do not believe that one translation is above or over another translation. But of course, my favorite version happens to be the NLT version. I love the NLT. I think it's my uh, all-time favorite version. But I know many people that prefer the NASB or the AMP version or the KJV version. So whichever version you prefer, go ahead and read it. But I'll read out of the WEB this morning. So grab that cup of coffee and your Bible and let's begin. Then Yahweh said to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or strong drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting or you will die. This shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to make a distinction between the holy and the common and between the clean and the unclean. You are to teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahweh has spoken to them by Moses. Moses spoke to Aaron and Eliezer and to Ithamar, his sons who were left. Take the meal offering that remains of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire and eat it without yeast beside the altar, for it is most holy. And you shall eat it in a holy place because it is your portion and your son's portion and the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. For so I am commanded. The waved breast and the heaved thigh you shall eat in a clean place, you, your sons, and your daughters with you, for they are given as your portion and your son's portion out of the sacrifices of peace offerings of the children of Israel. You shall bring the heaved thigh and the waved breast with the offerings made by fire of the fat to wave it for a wave offering before Yahweh. It shall be yours and your sons with you as a portion forever as Yahweh has commanded. Moses diligently inquired about the goat of the sin offering and behold, it was burned. He was angry with Eliezer and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, who were left, saying, Why haven't you eaten the sin offering in the place of sanctuary, since it is most holy? And he has given it to you to bear the iniquity of the congregation, to make atonement for them before Yahweh. Behold, its blood was not brought into the inner part of the sanctuary. You certainly should have eaten it in the sanctuary, as I commanded. Aaron spoke to Moses, Behold, today they have offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before Yahweh, and such things as these has happened to me. If I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been pleasing in Yahweh's sight? When Moses heard that, it was pleasing in his sight. Lots of old English in this one today. <laughs> the, the one that really sticks out to me is pleasing in his sight, which basically means that Moses thought that something was good if that makes sense. So that's what pleasing in his sight means nowadays. 
But anyway, in verse 8, well, actually, let me give a recap first. So two of Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, were two priests. And basically, this consecration ceremony was just beginning. And this was almost like a... Um, I almost look at it as like a not only like an introduction ceremony for the priest, but also training (laughs) like the priests were getting trained on how to be priests. But Nadab and Abihu very early on sinned against God and they sinned because they offered a strange fire to God that God had not commanded them to offer. In this way, they disobeyed God and God actually consumed them with holy fire. If you're curious about why this happened or why this punishment in our minds was so severe, go back and uh, listen to that episode that we did. I think that was Monday. But Basically, two of the priests now are gone, and there's only three priests left. First is Aaron, the high priest, and then his two sons, Eliezer and Ithamar. So when this entire thing happened to Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's sons, and God's fire consumed them, Aaron was not allowed to mourn. This was basically God showing Aaron and his sons that they are not supposed to be disobedient. They are not supposed to profane the temple and offer things that uh, were contrary to what God wanted. For example, the strange fire. You know, this was God showing them you need to be obedient. And he even reiterates this and he speaks directly to Aaron in verse eight, which is where we started today. It says verse eight is then Yahweh said to Aaron, and that's its very own verse. (laughs) That's it. And in fact, this is the only time we see God speaking directly to Aaron. And this is right after the death of his two sons. So God, it sounds like to me, is almost explaining to Aaron and maybe Aaron just needed to hear God's voice, needed to understand what happened here. But God kind of lays it out for Aaron why this happened to his two sons. It says, Yahweh says to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or strong drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting or you will die. So that makes a lot of people think that Nadab and Abihu could have been drunk while they um, while they did this or they might not have been. They could have just been completely disobedient. Uh, They could have been bored. They could have been lazy and just offered it the way they wanted to. And some people even say that it's possible that Nadab and Abihu entered into the most holy place where the priests were not supposed to ever enter. The high priest could go in there once a year. The priests themselves could not go into the most holy place. So we're not exactly sure what Nadab and Abihu were thinking when they did this and uh, God punished them for their disobedience. God is specifically saying to Aaron, do not drink wine or strong drink when you go into the temple. So in other words, Aaron, if you have a duty to perform to me today, do not drink wine or strong drink. And God says specifically why here. He says, you are to make a distinction between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean. And then you are to teach the children of Israel 
all the statutes which Yahweh has spoken to them by Moses. So this here is the explanation. I believe God is saying to Aaron in this circumstance, I believe he's saying, look, your sons, Nadab and Abihu, did not make a distinction between the holy and the common. They did not make a distinction between the unclean and the clean. And they are supposed to as priests. They are supposed to lead by example. They are supposed to teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahweh has spoken to them by Moses. So when the priests go into their jobs and the, in the tabernacle drunk, obviously that is not being a good example to other people. And secondly, that is not really uh, being respectful of God's temple. So, I mean, we can think about it nowadays. If a preacher decides to have several glasses of whiskey before he goes up to do his sermon. Obviously, he's not going to have a very clear mind. He's not going to be able to uh, properly speak. You guys know that being drunk often causes a slurred speech, <laughs> which for me, I don't even need to be drunk to have slurred speech. I'm telling you guys, sometimes when I do the podcast, I am just like, what is wrong with me today? I can't even get a sentence out of my mouth. <laughs> But anyway, you know, preachers are supposed to have a clear mind and they're supposed to be able to uh, communicate effectively. So if a preacher goes up uh, before his sermon and drinks, obviously he's not going to be able to do that. And on top of that, he would be setting a bad example because maybe he would smell like alcohol and people would be like, oh boy, this preacher needs some help. And then also on top of that, he would be kind of disrespecting God by not taking his preaching seriously, in a sense, and allowing the Holy Spirit in. Because I do believe it says somewhere in the Bible that um, drunkenness and the Holy Spirit don't exactly mix. Yeah, I think it says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So that's a verse we'll learn about later on. But drunkenness and Holy Spirit, I don't believe mix very well, specifically because of that verse. Now, here's the thing, though, and I think this is where a lot of people go wrong, is it doesn't say here in the Bible that Aaron and his sons were never allowed to drink. And in fact, we know that Jesus drank wine. And I actually grew up in a church that uh, fully taught that Jesus did not drink wine. And when uh, wine was mentioned in the New Testament, when Jesus was drinking it, it was considered to be, quote unquote, new wine. In other words, grape juice. <laughs> they truly believed that and they truly taught that. I always thought that was kind of weird. And I never believed that because it says specifically that Jesus drinks wine. God does not ever command people to not drink, but he does often command not to be drunk. So there is a distinction between the two. Now, of course, for somebody who does struggle with drinking, it's probably best to avoid it altogether. But for the most part, God does not specifically say that you need to fully 100% avoid alcohol as long as you can practice restraint. So even here in verse nine, when God is speaking directly to Aaron, he talks about how Aaron and the sons were not supposed to drink strong drink whenever they were about to go into the temple. They were not supposed to be drunk. They're supposed to be in a clear mind. But that does not mean that Aaron and the sons were never supposed to drink 
wine or other strong drinks. It just means don't be drunk because priests back in these days were supposed to set an example. And clearly Nadab and Abihu, the two priests that got consumed by God's holy fire, were not setting a good example because this is what God says next. You are to make a distinction between the holy and the common, between the clean and the unclean. They were supposed to make a distinction as to what was clean and what was unclean and to what was holy and what was common. Because at this point, when the priests have that understanding as to what is common and what is holy, they can accurately teach the people what is common and what is holy. And then the people would understand. They can see the lives of the priests, the examples that were supposed to be set for them. And then they can be like, oh, yeah, you know. This is holy. This is not holy. Maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, maybe I should rather do this instead because that is what God considers to be holy. And this thing over here, not so much. So verses 8 through 11, I believe, are just God explaining to Aaron what happened with Nadab and Abihu. So moving forward here, there's kind of a strange little uh, story that happens after this, where Moses uh, speaks to Aaron after God speaks to Aaron. And Moses is basically like, you know, eat the meal offering that you guys sacrificed this morning. You know, eat the remains, make sure there's no yeast in it. Eat it in a holy place because it is holy. So in other words, Moses is telling Aaron and his sons to continue on with their priestly duties, even though Nadab and Abihu had been consumed, had been killed by God's fire. Moses is just like, continue on, continue doing the same exact thing you've been doing. Don't stop. He tells Aaron and the sons to eat you know, to eat because maybe they were not wanting to eat. Maybe they were upset about all this. And Moses was trying to tell them to just continue on and to eat. And I believe part of the mourning process included fasting as well. Like, for example, when somebody died, I, I do believe that in these days, fasting was considered part of the mourning process. I might be wrong about that, so don't quote me on that. But from my understanding of what's happening here in scripture, Moses is just telling Aaron to not mourn, to not stop his priestly duty, to, to just keep going. So after this, it says in verse 16 that Moses inquires about the goat of the sin offering. And it's really funny. I can't remember which... Um, which version of the Bible it was that said this, but it made me chuckle a little bit. Oh yeah, here it is. It was the New King James Version that made me chuckle in verse 16. It says, Then Moses made careful inquiry about the goat of the sin offering, and there it was, burned up. <laughs> I don't know why that made me chuckle so much, because <laughs> Moses was like, trying to get Aaron and his nephews to eat and so then he's like asking if they ate the sin offering and the Bible's just like there it was all burned up so obviously uh, obviously the priests did not eat it and just let it burn on the altar and it was fully burned up so Moses got infuriated because Aaron and his sons, in his opinion, did not follow God, did not um, 
eat the sin offering how they were supposed to because it was a holy offering and probably even got a little offended that they did not listen to Moses when he was telling them to eat. So Moses gets infuriated and he yells at Eliezer and Ithamar and he's like, why didn't you eat the sin offering? What's it doing over there all burned to a crisp? Why didn't you eat it? And so Eliezer and Ithamar sat there silently, let Moses kind of ream them out. So Aaron speaks up for his two sons and he's basically like, look, Moses, this day they offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord. And look what happened. You know, I, even though I'm not supposed to be mourning, I am upset. You know, I'm sad. And so he's like, Aaron's like, if I had eaten this sin offering today, would it really have been accepted in God's eyes? Like, would God have been happy with me had I eaten this sin offering? You know, I'm not supposed to mourn, but man, I'm sad. So should I have eaten this sin offering that is a holy offering and, you know, pretended everything was okay? And at this point, when Moses hears that, it says that Moses was content. So he he listened to what Aaron had said and maybe even put himself in Aaron's shoes a little bit. He realized that, yeah, maybe maybe Aaron shouldn't have eaten that sin offering on that day because of what had happened to Aaron's two sons. So this chapter ends with saying Moses was content when he heard Aaron's, uh, not exactly excuse, but explanation of why the sin offering was burned up and not eaten. So anyway, friends and faithful listeners, this was Leviticus chapter 10. Make sure you join me on Friday for a fascinating conversation that I'm going to be having with uh, David Guzik, who is the author of the Enduring Word commentary, one of my personal favorite commentaries. And also, I'm just a big fan of David Guzik himself and everything that he does with Enduring Word. So definitely take a listen to that. That's going to be aired at 6 a.m. on Friday. But of course, you guys don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. Just wake up whenever you feel like waking up and listening in. Friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this episode as usual. Happy listening and God bless.